the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was three, I was riding around on my tricycle. I didn't learn how to ride a two-wheeler until I was 12. Bikes are not my thing, and now at 50, I'm riding on the back of a motorcycle, so who knows? <laughs> but at any rate, when I was three, I was riding on the tricycle, and I fell, and I hit my chin, and cut my chin fairly deeply, and my mother and father rushed me to the emergency room, and they stitched it up. I can remember, even at my advanced age, of getting stitches at three years old, and I still have the scar to prove it, because back in... Uh, the old days. They, they didn't really care about how you got stitched up there. You know, some guy who never wanted to sew in his life is there, you know, making it happen for you. So, you know, I got this nice railroad track underneath my chin. How many of you have scars somewhere on your body? Wow. <laughs> Almost every hand went up. I wasn't looking over here, but I'll just take it for faith. So, um, it's amazing how we go through life and something happens and we end up getting hurt, physically hurt, and, and we, we end up with a scar. And thank God that the body has that ability to scar. But as we all know, scar tissue is not the same as skin. It doesn't have the same kind of circulation. You don't grow hair there. If you had hair there before, it's, it's um, tougher. Doesn't, it doesn't feel the same as skin. It doesn't move the same as skin. When you have a physical scar, you're changed forever. It's not the same. So we all have those physical scars. But in addition to that, as we walk through life, we absorb other wounds. We are wounded in other ways, whether it be emotionally or physically, that things happen to us. But they are typically not as visible as the scars that we carry on our body. And we don't, we may show people, oh, look at this scar, you know, especially if you're a guy and it was, you were fighting a bear or something, you know, it's, it's something you want to tell people about. So we, so we may be willing to share those particular stories, but we don't typically want to tell people about our emotional wounds or our spiritual wounds. We keep those to ourselves. Well, in today's gospel, we see another way of handling wounds. Now, I don't know about you, but this year when I read that gospel, it hit me for the first time that Jesus in his resurrected body had wounds. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking in my resurrected body, I'm going to be Demi Moore. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping for something better. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of picturing at the resurrection that the resurrected body is, is, is perfect. That when we're raised up, that all that stuff goes away. But that's not what we hear in the gospel. As a matter of fact, we hear Jesus is still carrying the wounds, the physical wounds of the crucifixion. But he's certainly not ashamed of the wounds, and he invites the disciples to look at them, to see them, to touch them. Here I am, the resurrected Christ, with wounds. And the wounds, as we know from knowing the story, come from betrayal, 
rejection, hurt, and he's open about it. But there's poor Thomas every year. You know, every Sunday after Easter, we drag him out, parade him in front of us, and say, look at this idiot. He didn't believe, you know? <laughs> Not like I've ever had a moment of doubt in my life. Thank God for Thomas. But, <laughs> Walt laughed, I love it. Um, <laughs> what happens with Thomas is that he didn't believe his buddies either. Now, he's been traveling around with the other disciples throughout this whole three years. They've been working together. He's seen miracles. They've slept together. They've walked on the road together. And they said to him, we have seen the risen Lord. We have touched his wounds. And he's like, I'm not going to believe it until I too see it. Now, this year I'm thinking, I wonder what their reaction was to that. If you're close to somebody and you tell them something, you would expect that they would believe you because there's trust there. You're good friends. Why wouldn't, this, why wouldn't he trust us? We've gone through all of this together. They were probably hurt that he refused to believe. Makes me wonder if Thomas had a wound. Maybe he had been burned in his life. Maybe his trust had been damaged, something that had happened to him, so that the only way he could believe was to see it himself. And so how does Jesus react? He doesn't chastise Thomas for not believing his friends. He shows up and gives Thomas exactly what he gave the other disciples. Here I am. Touch my wounds. And as I was thinking about this, I got this feeling washed over me. I realized we worship a wounded God. We have wounds. Jesus has wounds even in his resurrected body. And he brings them out unashamedly and shows them to the disciples and to us by virtue of this reading. And what we hear from this is as people of the resurrection, it's only when we allow our wounds to come out, to be named, that they begin to heal. And we are not the same, just like the area of our body is not the same, but somehow we create this emotional connective tissue, may not have the same circulation, but we create it, and the wounds get healed. And one of the ways that happens is what happened in the Gospel today, when Jesus breathed on the disciples, he breathed on them, he inspired them, and he said, you can forgive. You have the power of forgiveness. If you forgive the sins, they are forgiven. If you retain them, they are retained. So if we forgive the sins of those who have wounded us, we're free. We can be healed. If we retain them, we retain them. We continue to have that open wound. 
But in exposing it, in naming it, in allowing it to heal, we then can become healers. <coughs> Henry Nouwen, Roman Catholic priest, died in 1995, wrote a book, the quintessential book on this subject called The Wounded Healer. And if you look at helping professions and you talk to the person in that helping profession, eventually you'll figure out what the wound was that brought them to that profession. You talk to the drug counselor and found out, find out that they used to be a cocaine addict. You talk to the worker who helps those in domestic violence situations and find out that the woman was abused herself. You talk to the psychiatrist and they had a horrendous childhood. As wounded healers, we can help one another, those who have experienced the same wounds that we have, to heal and to be resurrected through the power that we see in Jesus, who carries the wounds that we gave him for us.